Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rock Show. Bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Stuck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. College football. But now Blackman is going to put it up on first down. He's going for the bundle. Garrity! Touchdown! And the NFL. The Denver Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 204th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting alongside me, co-host Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. Almost a perfect intro. Um, producer let us down there on the mics a little bit. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's my bad. I forgot. I was too busy listening to the new introduction that I forgot yeah, no, to turn the mics off. That was awesome. So. I love it. I yeah. like the new intro. We've been working on that for a couple of weeks, and I got my wife, Kelly, too, to do a little bit of a... Uh, vooiceover work since uh, it's been tough to get um, our normal music producer Greg around. He's got I know, he's got busy. a terrible excuse <laughs> right now uh, with becoming a father again and whatnot. But, you know, it is what it is. So here we are. We're back again after uh, a little little hiatus. Uh, we missed last week. It was Easter Sunday. We felt celebrated with our family and friends. And the week prior, Justin wasn't here, but I was joined by my dad. And we talked a little bit of uh, NFL free agency and did a very early preview of what we can expect, according to us, for the 2016 season. And Justin and I will be talking football, obviously, a lot uh, in the coming months. Uh, yeah, primarily, we're now in the month of the draft, correct? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So we have the draft at the end of the month, and we'll have two shows surrounding that, a preview and then a recap. And then, you know, once June gets here, you know, by the time the draft's over, it's only like six weeks away, we'll be starting our our division-by-division preview. So NFL is right around the corner, but tonight we want to take the opportunity to speak about another sport, a significant one in the United States that's about to kick off this evening, and that is Major League Baseball. The Phillies will start their season tomorrow, but we got a game, uh, a couple games today. Yeah, and- <laughs> as crazy as it is, the weather had been uh, pretty pretty good across the country um, in terms of baseball weather for April. Um and then last night, this little, I say little, uh, this storm that kind of blew through off the Great Lakes through the uh, northeast a little bit. Um, I saw they were they had to shovel the, f- the field at in Pittsburgh today for their 1 o'clock start. Um, I think they had the whole thing covered, but they had to shovel off, you know, to get to remove the snow. Um, you know, lots of wind damage, lots of places throughout the northeast. So, um, and I think the high in Pittsburgh today is, is 40 possibly, so... Think, oh boy! Know, yeah, it's going to be cold. I remember a few years ago, actually, um, my dad and I went. The Phillies started the season in Pittsburgh. This is when I was in college in Pittsburgh, and we went to the game. My dad drove out. I went to 
college in Pittsburgh. So I met up with him, went to the game, bought a soda, like before the game, like half an hour, 45 minutes before the game. And, um, the ice did not melt like the, through the entire game. There was no melt of the ice in the soda, the entire (laughs) game. Um, yeah, that's not and, something you want. And the Phillies lost. Oh, but, that's even worse. Yeah. But they've done a lot of that over the last few years. Yeah. So. Well, what I remember specifically was Jose Mesa had left the Phillies ah, and had yes. gone to the Pirates. And when they brought him in, he got a standing ovation from the Phillies fans who now they knew were, were going to blow it. Right? right. Who knew they were going to it then win, ha- which didn't happen, unfortunately. So we're going to do a, a quick baseball preview unfortunately we don't know as much as we've known in the past the phillies haven't been as good so we haven't been paying as much attention to major league baseball at large uh, but we'll do a division by division by division breakdown um, talk about some of the changes for the teams who are the uh, expected uh, players in the pennant races and then we'll spend a little bit more time at phillies at the end but before we dive into the baseball talk we probably should update you on a, our uh, bracket challenge uh, that's coming to an end. We got one more game left, which is tomorrow night in Houston. The national championship game will feature Villanova, local team, against North yeah. Carolina, a you know a team that has been there before. They 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 are one of the historic great college football, college basketball programs. And Villanova, North Carolina. Well, I don't know if a lot of people would have predicted it. Just the way Villanova came entering the tournament, and North Carolina being kind of almost. I mean, they were a number one seed, possibly the second number one seed, depending on how you look at it. But I didn't hear a lot of people talking about them. All the talk was on Kansas and Michigan, Michigan State. State. Right. And we saw that Kansas lost to Villanova, and Michigan State lost in the first round. They didn't win a single game. So yeah. here we are, Villanova, Can- or excuse me, Villanova and UNC in the national title game. And our bracket challenge has become pretty clear as to what's going to happen. Who's going to win is just based on who wins the game. And uh, in first place right now, and sitting pretty for the game tomorrow night, is Uncle Rich, who uh, has been on the show before, but he could win his way onto the show. And the opportunity for what I think would be yet another shirt, because I think he already has one. I'm, um, I'm sure he does. Uh, so he'll have the opportunity to at least come on the show um, and get another shirt if he has one already. And uh, he has North Carolina. Now, the person in second place... My sister, Corinne, also has North Carolina, but unfortunately for her, he had the national title game exactly right. He had North Carolina beating Villanova. Now, we don't know if that outcome is going to happen, but uh, my sister had UNC beating, I think, Oregon. So her when, when uh, Villanova got in, her chance to win went out. She needed North Carolina-Oklahoma for the chance to win it all. So when Villanova got in, she was axed from being able to win the championship. Um, now, the only other person that has an opportunity to win it all is actually my Aunt Steph. She took Villanova all the way. Um, you know, and usually a lot of years she takes Villanova to go pretty far. Um, or the last, my uncle does. The last few years that hasn't worked out no, so well. That has well. not worked out, but she stuck with it this year. And the reason they're such big Villanova fans is, well, my uncle worked there for many years and my cousin got his law degree from there. So yeah, they're kind of intertwined with Villanova and my aunt stuck with them and she could be rewarded and uh, get the victory uh, Monday tomorrow. If Villanova wins, she will win our pool and uh, have the opportunity to come on the show and, and get one of our shirts as well. Um, we already know. I have no idea what my uncle will pick should he win, but there's a lot of options out there for him to pick. Yeah. Um, my aunt has informed me that uh, we'll talk the <laughs> Westminster Dog Show 
uh, should Villanova win and she come on the show? The question would be, does Shadow also get to make an appearance on the show? If, if <laughs> maybe the remote. We could, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Maybe work in a remote yeah. broadcast with Shadow. Uh, <laughs> then there's actually two others that have UNC winning at all. They don't have enough points to overcome any of the other um, – people but um actually the male family mr and mrs hat guy <laughs> megan and isaac both have unc and they were, it was funny at the beginning they were both down at the bottom they may have both been tied for last at one point but it just goes to show you keep your final four right. and your yeah. championship keeps those, in you jump up yeah last weekend you know is where you're really going to start to separate because if you can get if you can get a lot of a lot of your elite eight teams through you're going to get a lot of points and then Final four and uh, finals games, man, you, you start getting teams right there. You're going to get a lot of points and jump because that's where it starts to spread out because you start getting people getting the points for those big games, getting them correct. You know, they, they start to jump um, a lot more. So, right. um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how this plays out. I am – and this is actually <laughs> – Kind of a theme of the show. I will be rooting against Uncle Rich here. With <laughs> <laughs> no, th- that, a that's a little misleading. It. I mean, I feel like Villanova. I actually my tie my tie to Villanova really is sort of through uh, your cousin, who when he was actually when I was a senior in high school, we went to a game. Your uncle and my dad sat at like mid court somewhere, pretty good seats, and Todd and I were in the student section, and they beat UCLA. It was a close game at the end, and everybody stormed the court because UCLA was was ranked. And from then, I've been hooked with Villanova basketball. Um, that was actually a game where they were bringing in the big recruiting class that did so well uh, later on. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. And Was that with Lowry? Um, was he playing? No, all those guys were the recruits. recruits. Um, Nardi, Lowry, um, Alan Ray, like all those guys. Um, were the ones – to be right, and they had right. some. They had good years in the Villanova uniform. Right, exactly. So, like those guys, a lot of those recruits were making visits that day because it was uh, UCLA or against the ranked they were team, top like, ten, top five. Yeah, and Villanova wasn't ranked. I think they were. I think They're, UCLA was like, like maybe like fourteen or fifteen or something. But um, Villanova was unranked at the time, and you know that was a long time. I'm trying to think. So that would have been, well, that would have been a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> let's just put it that way a long time ago, but it, it was a lot of fun and, uh, kind of been following them loosely and, you know, I, I root for them and I'll watch them. And I've been to a number of games, um, at the pavilion and at the Wells Fargo center, uh, to kind of watch Villanova. They're just a lot of fun. Um, so I'm rooting for Villanova. I, I think like if I have to predict a winner, I'm going to predict UNC. I want Villanova to win, I but I, I predict win as well. UNC will win. Um, and this really has nothing to do with tournament challenge. It's like, right, like you, right. I'm a Villanova fan because well, Penn uh, State proxy, basketball is right, never exactly. anything big. And, and to make March Madness even more fun, if you have a team in it, it's fun. So my two teams always, for as long as I can remember cheering in college basketball, when Penn State's not in it, which is more often than not. Right. I always go cheer for Villanova and Syracuse. Now, the Syracuse thing is worn off a little after a whole bunch of stuff that's happened right, over right. the last few years. Um, but the only local team that doesn't usually bother me is Villanova. All the other teams bother me, especially <laughs> Temple. I understand, um, yes. But, you know, and I can give or take St. Joe's, whatever. 
but it just, those Philly schools, I have an issue with a lot of them. It's not really the school itself, but everything surrounding it. But we're not going to get into that right now. But Villanova is the one that has I never felt any animosity towards. No, I agree. So I've always been pulling for Villanova. Um, in terms of the show, probably best for North Carolina to you win. Know, I would I would agree. I, mean, I don't know. How much I can comment? I know on nothing. The U.S. I know nothing. Show. We we were joking about what the possibility. If your sister had won, she had let us know what the topic would be, and, and the risk of giving it away. I as crazy as it is, I know what I would say there. See, this I, is, I know what I would say. This is how I don't I know what I would out. say if your aunt Stephanie. This was what I told her when it became very real possibility. This is before I dove into you know who else had UNC and who they were playing. Blah 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 blah. Then I realized that if. UNC won. She couldn't win anyways, but I told her, I said, you can do what you want to talk about, but when you bring up the certain individual, we're not commenting on what you're talking about. We're going to comment on his, what, what he was able to do in the sporting world. You know, we'll bring up statistics and maybe why he was important. Um, and fu- funnily enough, as we talked about it, she told me some of her list. I was like, this actually, when we get to talk about it, it would actually be probably an interesting conversation because some of the names that she had on it is right. all um, people that had a lot of I don't controversy is a little heavy handed, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. If you can't figure out what I'm talking about, she wanted to talk about the hottest <laughs> male athletes uh, in her opinion of, of all time, not current. But the names that she was dropping. She talked about Lindros, which is interesting. Philadelphia yeah. to talk about his legacy here. She talked about Tebow, which is always <laughs> fun to talk about because you know people can't get enough of Tim Tebow. You know, but it was names like that that make the conversation between us right. after she got her little, uh, you know, her um, commentary in on her uh, the man she's talking about the sports related topic actually would have been pretty interesting. Um, but Westminster dogs are, I just, I don't know anything about it. That would have to be a, that would be a very research heavy episode. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So quickly before we do the baseball, the, the top 10 ish, as you can see, if you're watching, I have them up, uh, but it is, um, rich Mays in first Corinne Dutt in second, um, Jason Dutt in third, although he had Oregon, um, Steph Mays in fourth tied with my control, the chalk picks, which every year does really well. <laughs> Shocker. Um, I don't know who that is in sixth. It, yeah, uh, it doesn't have I, a I name know. attached to it. Tied for seventh is Megan Mailer with me. And, and, uh, I will, uh, I will stick in this area. And if, uh, I think if Villanova wins, I'll stay right where I'm at. Um, then ninth is our basketball analyst, Adam, who jumped up. He was down at the bottom, but he did he did well uh, as the tournament progressed and uh, tied with him at ninth is Trevor Vaughn. And then just outside the top 10, um, we talked about Isaac Mailer. He's there at 11th and um, fellow West middle school football coach, Justin Burke is there as well. Um, but again, all, the only people that can win overall is uncle rich and aunt Steph UNC Villanova. So that's what it comes down to. All right, let's move right along. And this is how we're going to handle the baseball preview. We're going to do um, it, it pretty quickly. We're going to st- start in the AL East. We'll we'll focus there for a little bit. Then we'll run real quickly through the AL Central, West, Wild Cards, NL West, NL Central, and then wrap up with a little bit more lengthy discussion in the East. We don't have very much time. So we're be fine. Real, we'll we'll real, move through. Real, um, I don't have a whole lot to say about some of these teams. Right. So. Um, 
but I, I was made aware that we did get an email from Rich. He did want to let us know he does have a shirt. So if he wins, we'll have to dig into the other shirt because I'm sure he right, only has right. one of it, uh, blue or gray, and we'll figure out which one he doesn't have, and we can reward him with that should, should North Carolina win. But reading the email, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want that to happen. So why don't we dive into the May Sandwich Shop email inbox here? And read his email before we do our baseball talk. And it starts, first I have to say I could hear your co-host Bill last week when I listened to your show a second time after I got home. We had some sound issues oh, okay. um, apparently on some of the uh, recordings. So uh, he said, he guess his earphones were the cause of it and not that I turned off his mic. Which, uh, I don't know. I think I think some of us might have been for that. We'll, we'll have <laughs> He says, though, that he also heard everything I said on the last show, and he was not the last fan taken, as Bill said, second to last. He was always second to last. Um, and if, Joey, if all you can dream about every night is the failings of Belichick, Brady, and the Patriots, you should see someone. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to see this isn't just the topic on the show when I am no, when I'm here. Like, so besides Bill and Tom, we'll be around for another 10 years as in Brady's contract. Oh, gosh, no. All right. Now on to another subject. If North Carolina beats Villanova tomorrow night, I get to host your show. Okay, that's a little, you know, he doesn't get to host it so much as co-host it. Uh, and I still control the mic, so I'm really still in control. Um, so if that happens, what will we talk about? The Flyers and the Bruins are battling for the last playoff position in the East, and that would be over by then. The Phillies and the Red Sox are in different leagues and both have problems. The Celtics are in the playoffs, and the Sixers are still trying to get to double digits and wins. Nothing there. So that brings us to the New England revelation in the MLS. Does Philly have a team? They do, in fact, have a team. Oh, wait, there's one other thing we could talk about, and I'm sure we might get some callers, <laughs> like Slick Boy, the Cowboys, or maybe Purple Socks, the Ravens fan, <laughs> and maybe some from all over the anti-Patriot fans, which is probably most of your listening audience. That definitely is true. If I was you, I would be saying, go Villanova. Okay, I see the tie in there. So he does want North Carolina to win because he does want to come on the show, and he apparently wants to hijack and talk <laughs> soccer. Um, but now we could, I'm sure we could find something to talk about with him. I'm sure I, something will happen. I'm sure something, yeah. When, whenever he's back, because it's a lot more fun to do it in studio. So whenever yeah, he's, he graces us with his presence in Pennsylvania again. I know. We'll sure. have to, we'll just have to make, be a stop on his uh, cross-country tour. Well, I he mean, just he's got been back. They need to recharge. A, he's been on a whirlwind tour. That's so right. He's been we'll, all we'll over the We'll have to place. see if we can schedule a date on the next, on the next tour if, <laughs> if we can make that happen. All right. So now, 2016 baseball season again. We said it kicks off tonight. Uh, with a bunch of games actually this afternoon, I think the uh, yeah, the I kind of like that started. they do like a full slate, oh, a half slate of games today as opposed to like the single Sunday night game. I mean that's cool, but I like just let's dive right in. Like let's yeah. let's get some day games here, especially on opening day. That's a lot of fun. Definitely. All right, so we're gonna start in the AL East. So we're talking Orioles, Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, and Blue Jays. Um, probably one of those teams sticks out above all others in terms of the, at least what the experts think. And, and researching the season this year and going from what I already knew, this seems to be – it's not a haves, haves, not. It's a upper level and lower level, and there's like not much in between. Yeah. There's going to be good teams and bad teams, and they don't think there's going to be a lot of filler. Right. So in the AL East – it's tough to talk about in that way because I, I think there's – realistically, I think there's only two teams that have a chance to win the AL East. And the overwhelming favorite, at least in the experts' eyes, are the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. And I I would 
Agreed. I think the Blue Jays are going to be pretty good. Um, you know, and in terms of predictions, a lot of people have them kind of predicted. Um, you know, when you look at at their their lineup, they can they can smash the ball. Um, you know, you, you look at some of them. They have Josh Donaldson at third base. They have Jose Batista. You know, um, and Tulowitzki. He and this is kind of interesting. And I hear this side of it uh, with my ties to the Denver kind of sports news. Um, but he is still kind of upset with the Rockies that they traded. He did not want to go to the Blue Jays. Um, it's not that he didn't want to go to the Blue Jays. He didn't want to go anywhere. Want to he didn't Denver, want to leave. Right? Um, however, I think he has to, at least at some level, really like the fact that he's on a contender here because the Rockies, as people are frustrated with the Phillies decline, like the Phillies Colorado. decline, the Phillies decline, they, they, at least they had a, a peak, which was actually around the same time as the Rockies. People right. don't realize that, but the Rockies, Rockies kind of peaked a little earlier, but never made it as far. Um, and then kind of, uh, have regressed well, they, and haven't done didn't they anything. Make the since. World Series against the Red Sox and got swept. Right? Is that at 07? Yeah. So they they got there, um, but then they haven't done anything. They're actually getting worse, and like the, yeah. the farm system's not there. Where is at least in the Phillies? Like it may not be the results people want, but you can't really say that right now. There was a period there where you could be like they were kind of caught in between. They didn't have the major league output and they didn't have the prospects, but they, they've kind of started the rebuild there. Um, the Rockies can't really say that, but They've back been, to the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are, you know, are primed to, to get it done. I just, I don't know. The like, only thing, like you mentioned it, Donaldson, Bautista, then Edwin Encarnacion and Tulowitzki, that's a great two to five. Like, that, that's tough to get yeah. through. Um, and I like their catcher, Russell Martin. He's not a heavy hitter, but he's right. great with He'll pitching be really staff. Good, yeah. And he's great behind home plate. The only thing that's saying that to me with the Blue Jays is they're very right-handed <laughs> The reliant yeah. in, in the well, in the batting and, box. Like I, I'm not sold on their pitching. And um, that was my next point. I don't know. Like I don't know if they have they're settled on a fifth starter yet. Right. And you know, I know Strowman's their number one. Dickey's their two. Yeah, but with but they're Dickey, already at Dickey, you'll have a game where he only gives up a couple hits and maybe a couple runs, and then he'll have like three games where he gives up like 15 runs. Right. You know, it. He's kind of in between. J Hap, so, I, I like him, but. He's probably a three or a four at best. Oh, at best. And at best, yeah. He, like, for some teams, he'd be their fifth starter. I would prefer him at and, four or five, not And at three. he's at your three behind Ari Dickey, who we already just said is inconsistent. Is inconsistent. Well, and so, Hap's also their only lefty right and now. All the time we hear this in the American League, like, you need the pitching in the American League. Also, I, I don't I just know. Don't that they see have it. it, right? That being said, I still pick the Blue Jays <laughs> to win that. And this is the one I think I struggle with the most. All the other ones I had in my mind who I thought I was going to pick. Yeah. I would agree. This one came down to two teams, Blue Jays, who I took, and Red Sox, who you took. So what do you like about Boston this year? I just think I think they, they some of the pieces that they that they've put in place, um, I think they have while they don't necessarily have the huge bats, well, I mean they kinda do. They they could have they have the potential to have the bats that the Jays have. They have the potential to match that, or maybe even exceed that with some of "Quote unquote," the younger guys kind of moving up and, and taking their their places there, um, but I like if you look at the top of the at the top of the rotation, Clay Buckholtz and David Price. That's a great I, one. I take punch. them over the Jays' I, top I completely two guys, agree with you. and then I think the rest of the guys are kind of a wash. Now, it's easy to say they're a wash kind of from here, but like you know, I I think when Jay Happ is your third starter. 
Porcello, and, and, and you kind of fill in. And, and Porcello is your third starter. Like okay, like you know, and then you have Joe Kelly and Stephen Wright for the Red Sox. I, I think it's it's kind of a wash. Yeah. And then you add in the fact that the Red Sox have Craig Kimbrell right. at the that back end. That was the end. biggest so, addition for them, right? I mean, a lot of people say David Price and right. adding a number one starter. Yeah, that's right. pretty good. And now, yeah, and this is all about who I think is going to win the regular season. Right. And I think the Red Sox are going to have enough to win the regular season. I don't think they're going to run away and win 100 games or anything like that. But like you said, I think, especially in the AL East, I think there's going to be a lot of teams. I think the Orioles have dropped off while I want them to do well. I, I don't think they have the pieces to actually get it done. Um, what intrigues me is the Yankees. I think the Yankees have the best team they've had in a few years. The problem is going to be, I don't know if they can stay healthy because they're non, they're pitching, they're they're solid, they they have the potential to be solid, but their their lineup is so old, they're they're really old um, for baseball. Obviously, right. it's Alex all, Rodriguez, Mark Teixeira, Brian right. McCann, Carlos Beltran. Right, right. <laughs> like, they've got a bunch of guys who are thirty five plus, which in baseball is. That's starting to get yeah. over the hill. Yeah, yeah. a lot of other sports, it's thirty. Yeah, like, well, and you look, just you look at last 35. year. Teixeira lit the world on fire the first half of the year, and then the second Faded. half wasn't even really injuries, except other than wear and tear injuries, which isn't going to get better this year. Right. Um, but you know, yeah. I, they have a great bullpen too, but I don't know that the second half of the year they're going to be able to get to the bullpen. It was tough for me to choose between the Blue Jays and Red Sox, and I like the Red Sox. Um, Mookie Betts, I think, is going to have an incredible yep. season. Uh, Pedroia's always, you know, he's right. always right there. Xander Bogarts, I like. Ortiz, Hanley Ramirez, um, and we already mentioned the pitching. They've got a lot of it. Right. They're going to be strong. I, I just, I don't know. I no, just I, went I with, get it. In regular season, I went with the offense. So I gave a little bit of a nod to the Blue Jays. But I think the Red Sox are right there. And, you know, spoiler alert. I have the Red Sox making it into the wild card, so it's not like I think right. I'm down and on them. I have the Blue Jays making the and wild card, right. so, so like, we kind of just flip flop right. there. And I kind of think I kind of think the Yankees, Orioles, and Rays will kind of be grouped together. In I, that, in I, that I next think group. I like what you said. I think Yankees Rays are going to be fighting for third. I, unfortunately, I think um, the Orioles are are right. going to end up. last. I don't think they're like sixty wins bad, but I think they're. I don't know that they're five hundred. I, I don't think, think they're five hundred when the. When a lot of football starts talks up, starts talking again, you know, all of our talks around this football at the end of August when like preseason is going on, I think that's when you're going to start to see the Yankees and Rays fade, yep. and the Red Sox and Blue Jays are going to start to pull away. I agree. I agree. All right. So quickly, Central and West. All right. In the AL Central, you have the reigning World Series champs in the Kansas City Royals. You also have the Chicago White Sox, the Cleveland Indians, the Detroit Tigers, and the Minnesota Twins. Of that group, I think the Twins are still the worst team in that division to yeah. me. Um, the Tigers on paper look really, really strong. I, I like the way the Tigers look. I, I wrote the Tigers, and then I, I deleted them. I think, yes, I'm, I'm on the same page there with the Tigers. I, I just I, I look Kinsler. They added Upton. They have Cabrera, Victor Martinez, um, Nick Castellanos. Um, and then they added Jordan Zimmer and Mike Pelfrey to the rotation, plus having a completely revitalized yeah. bullpen and Mark Lowe, Justin Wilson, and Francisco Rodriguez. I just I, I didn't know what to do with them because they generally when they have you know a good team on loose leaf they don't do well no. at least in when it comes to the playoffs they they, they no. don't do well in the regular season right. so I wasn't sure what to do with them the e- Indians I know a lot of people think there's they're gonna show something this year and they could challenge the Royals I felt like that the last couple of years though with the Indians and then they always kind of end up not doing it. Um, they've kind of folded as the expectations have risen so I'd like to see them do well. Um, 
and but I, I just don't know. And I couldn't go away from the Royals here. Yeah, well, um, I think the White Sox could surprise, but I couldn't go away from I the agree. Royals either. When you have your entire team back plus um, rookie Raymond Fuentes, and you add Ian Kennedy to your rotation and Joaquin Soria to your bullpen, the Royals got maybe marginally better, but you were the reigning World Series champs. Like right. As long as you can repeat close to what you did last year, you're going to be right in the thick of things. So right. I and went I think, with the Royals. I think they are a team that is built for the consistency, you know, there. And so I, I, I just think, um, again, especially if you're looking offensively, they, they should be able to get it done. Not that the Tigers can't, but Tigers have kind of shown that when they should, they won't get it done. And this is kind of similar to my thought out West. You had, um, you have the Astros, Angels, Athletics, Mariners, and Rangers. Uh, the Angels just kind of seem to be stuck just above 500. The A's, Every few years they jump up and then they fall back. The Mariners have just been plodding along when they thought people thought they'd be good a few years ago and they couldn't do anything. I I don't expect much different this year. To me, it comes down to Astros and Rangers. I think those are the two big clubs out there. And you look at what the Astros were able to do over the last few seasons, and now they essentially have the entire team back, healthy, ready to go. And they're able to add Doug Fister, who's now their fifth starter. Yeah. And, oh, some guy that we know of by the name of Ken Giles, who is yeah. supposed to be the Phillies closer for the next decade plus. They decided we're not quite ready. We're going to send him and get five starting pitchers to add yeah. to. Just to um, put that into the perspective of how he, Ken Giles is viewed, when a team gives up a, a former number one pick from like two years ago. Right. And five players for one or two, I think the Phillies I, might Philly have sent someone in another else there, guy, but, yeah. Five for two for a, um, a closer. He's not technically a rookie last year. Maybe he was, but like yeah, he because right. when yeah when you had to be there. But in his first real time of lots of action in the big leagues, um, that tells you people's thoughts there. I know a lot of Phillies fans were not happy that they sent Giles away, but I, I say you know what a team uh, you know what a seventy win team doesn't need a good closer, right? Right? <laughs> like it, I know when you're good, you need the good closer, but like you need. The Phillies needed so many other things you that needed, you needed to you build needed all those areas. Four starting pitchers, all the relievers, now a closer, and six everyday players. Yeah, so <laughs> their needs were bigger than closer. Like, to have a great closer that you can't get to, and then you use, like, let's say he gets in 40 games, you're you're going to take away the guys that are going to play every day, if you count the multiple starters starting every day, for, you know, it, yeah, it just... It was it was a tough move, but I I think the Phillies had to do it. Yeah. Now the Mariners have made a lot of changes. They got four new regular everyday starters, two new starters in the rotation, and two big new guys in the uh, in the bullpen, including including the closer Steve Sishek. But I still don't see a lot. Felix Hernandez is always going to be a stud, but he's a guy that you got to think at some point is going to be traded to one of the big teams you in the think. running. Um, but I think it comes down to Rangers and Astros. Rangers kind of staying the course. They got the Shields, Chu, Fielder, Beltre, and their top four. They were able to add an Ian Desmond, who's going to move to the outfield uh, in Texas. And they also can yeah, think about combat Desmond, that with Elvis Andrews at Ian the bottom Desmond of the threw, lineup. Like, turned down like a 40 or $50 million contract, I think. Maybe $60 million contract with the Nationals. And their contract extension. And then ended up signing a one-year $7 million deal with the Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> that should tell you a lot. Some bad advice. There. They also got Cole Hamels at the top of the rotation. Colby Lewis, Derek Holland return. I, I, I like the Rangers. I don't think they can unseat the Astros who are young and hungry. And I just think that they're clicking. They remind me of the Royals from a few years ago. They were building with that young talent. So out in the West, I went with the Astros. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm going with the Astros as well. And actually, I've changed my wild card pick. One of them here. Okay. From, from what from the paper. Well, we talked about in the division previews at the AL that I was tough to go Blue Jays or Red Sox. I went Blue Jays. Red Sox are wild card, and also Astros Rangers. Astros get the division, but Rangers get my other wild card. So yeah, you're, you already said well, you picked the Blue Jays. Are you changing that one, or are you going to? No, you know what? I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll All stick right. with it. I'll stick with the Rangers. I think that this is the year they're going to break through. Um, they were close a couple years ago. They kind of fell off slightly, um, but I think I think they're going to kind of uh, move back and, and swing back in the positive direction this year. If you can't tell, I'm kind of wishy washy on the Rangers. I almost <laughs> just now pulled them out, but I'm I'm going to stick with them. All right. Well, let's go to the National League and quick run through the West and Central. All right. In in the West, you have the Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Rockies, Padres, and Giants. Diamondbacks spent a lot of money on Zach Greinke, um, but I don't know that that's enough to really put them over the top. Um, I think they may be improved from last year, but I, I still, don't, be still don't think they're a contender. I think the Dodgers um, actually, there's still so much talent there, and they added Scott Kazmier. Um, I. I think the Dodgers are going to be in in contention. I think they're going to be in contention, but um, I I don't know. And as much as the Phillies and Dodgers were kind of like that, like spurred up rivalry, you know, when the Phillies were good, um, I kind of like the Dodgers. And now that they have Chase Utley, I I like obviously root for him. Um, But I just, I don't know that they can sustain it for the whole season. Um, So I'm not going with the Dodgers. I'm going to go with the Giants winning it. I think the Padres kind of, you know, are still right there. And the Rockies, I think, are going to be right in the basement. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going with the Giants as well. I mean, we, it's 2010, 2012, 2014, 2016, like the even of years, it's right. their year. So I'm going with the Giants. It's interesting to me how much Lincecum has fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because now they rely on Bumgarner, Peavy, and Kane, and they also now added – Johnny Cueto and Jeff right. Samarja. Look at that! Look at that starting rotation: Madison Bumgarner, Johnny Cueto, Jeff Samarja, Jake Peavy, Matt and Kane. Matt Kane. That honestly, if you look at that, those are five all-star caliber pitchers. Right. Now, are they all all-star caliber caliber pitchers right now? No, not necessarily. But there are five big-name pitchers there. You know, whew. yeah. If, and and you know they'll get enough, and you have the pitchers ballpark there in San Francisco. Like it, it's going to be. Yep, they they get it done. Yeah. And, you yeah. know they, they they I they I have to give them the edge. I know the Dodgers have the three hundred million dollar payroll, and the people are high on the Diamondbacks. The Rockies are probably the worst team out there, and you never know what you're going to get from the Padres with their some of their young players. But I just think I think this is the Giants division. I, this one wasn't tough to me. I went with the Giants easily. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants here too. The Central is an interesting one, and yeah. it's just, much like the AL East where you had the, a lot of people favoring the Blue Jays. In the NL Central, everyone's on the Cubs. And, yeah. and it's it's not tough to see why. Uh, what the Cubs have and have built there since Theo Epstein arrived. Now, it took some years, but Dexter Fallow, Dexter Fowler, Chris Bryant, Addison Russell, and then they add Jason Hayward and Ben Zobrist. Yeah. To go with a rotation of Arietta, Lester, Lackey, Hamill, and Hendricks. Lackey and um, Hayward, they both stole from division rival St. Louis. Right. So you, so you take away a, from an someone opponent yeah. and add to yours. Now, some people are a little iffy on the Hayward deal, but on paper right now, the combination of Offense 
and pitching that the Cubs have should maybe be the best in all of Major right. League Baseball. Um, to me, though, you got to prove it. Time and time again, there's been one team in the AL, excuse me, the NL Central that has proved it, and Absolutely. that is the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I almost said Arizona. Arizona Cardinals. You saw, yeah. and we both Louis agree. We're both going with the Cardinals, and as much as that may surprise some people, because of you know everyone's talking up the Cubs, I just I look at the Cardinals. And they just get it done. Right. Even when they lost Ever Pujols, they still come back and they get it done. And, you know, their their lineup doesn't sound incredible. You know, both Matt Holliday and Yadier Molina, both probably the most well-known guys out there, are aging and getting up there. Um, but that rotation of Wainwright Walker, the addition of Leak, Jaime Garcia, and Carlos Martinez, I like that rotation. Yeah. I mean, people a lot of say, well, the Cubs is clearly better than that. Show me. Yeah, but do it again. on paper, teams have been better than the Cardinals a lot over the last All decade, the and the Cardinals have won the division the majority of the time. Right. So it's this is a proven year for me for the Cubs, and I have nothing against the Cubs. Right. And I think the Cubs are heading in the right direction. Absolutely. I just think that over the course of 162 games, the experience that the Cardinals have is going to help them a little bit. And unfortunately for them, I both I think the Reds and Pirates windows have closed. I think they'll both at least the Pirates. I think will be challenge the the frontrunners and cardinals and cubs at time i don't think they have enough anymore to get it done and the reds have just unloaded they've just kind of given up they're almost in the same um areas the rockies are in they had an opportunity and they couldn't capitalize they got rid of chapman and they're starting all over again um and the brewers i think they're going to be sellers um jonathan lucroy could be a big trade ship come the summer yeah absolutely all right that brings us to the nl east where I think there's two teams that most people think are up there, and that's the Mets and the Nationals, followed by everyone else. The Marlins seem to be the team that could be the, the middle of the pack, whereas people really think the Phillies and Braves will struggle this year. Justin and I are split on this one, We, but whoever we don't have that picking to win the division, we have making the wild card. And those two teams are the Nationals and the Mets. I went with the Nationals. You went with the Mets. I, I went with the Nationals just because I think they're going to – you would think that after the – disappointments of a few of the past seasons we've seen they're going to start to be humbled and realize they have the talent if they can keep it together and not do right. so much infighting See, I'm, I'm they not, can rise to the top i'm not convinced that they can keep it together and i that's why i'm going with the mets because they've proven to me that they can keep it together and it's not hard to keep it together when your rotation consists of harvey snyder guard degrom cologne and then matt's to close it out but those top three are in insane and young and, and young that's like, the thing that's just, the scary thing for right. the NL East that right. Harvey and Syndergaard and DeGrom are so well, young and then they ha- you have Cespedes out there who is I, I really like Cespedes uh, David Wright when he can stay healthy um, Curtis Granderson you know, right. the lead off and then you they know. added Neil Walker and Esdrubal Cabrera to I think Cabrera I think Esdrubal Cabrera can, is actually going to be a big pickup for them. Maybe not offensively. He's not going to put up huge numbers, but defensively, I think he, he's going to be a solid uh, choice for them there. A couple of former side. Phillies there in the catcher, Darnod, and the now setup man, Antonio Bastardo. Yeah. But I, I went with the Nationals. I don't, I don't know what stands out to me other than I think they should be doing better than they have, but um, – Revere, their new leadoff guy, then they have Rendon, Harper, Zimmerman, and they added Daniel Murphy. Still got Jason Worth and Wilson Ramos. Um, and their their lineup, while they're trying to settle on a fifth guy, Scherzer, Strasburg, Gonzalez is a great top yeah, that's three. A, it's not as good as the Mets, but that's still a really good top right. three. Uh, but like I said, if the Nationals if the Nationals win, I see the Mets as a wild card. If the Mets win, you see the Nationals yep. as a wild card. 
Um, Phillies uh, could be an interesting year. I think they're I, better I than th- a lot of the experts are saying. I agree. I don't think they're the worst team in baseball like a lot of people predict. But this is going to be a character-building year still and kind of figuring out where do some of these younger guys fit. Do they fit as we kind of continue to move forward and bring up some of these prospects? They, they're they not seeing as much turnover in the starting line, lineup maybe as expected. Um, you know, the only real – the only people left that – the fans from, you know, for the last five years will recognize as Ryan Howard at first and Carlos Ruiz at catcher, but there's a chance that Ruiz won't be the everyday catcher. They could right. go with Cameron Ruff. there's a good chance that Ryan Howard's not going to be the everyday first baseman. <laughs> right, but, I mean, the future is bright. Mikel Franco looks great at third base. Yeah. Um, Freddie Galvis and Cesar Hernandez are developing up the interior of the yep. infield. Aaron Nola looks like a keeper, whether or not he'll ever be a true number one um, is debatable, but this year he'll start in the two spot. Um, Jeremy Hellickson, Charlie Morton, and Vince Velasquez are all newcomers that are in, breaking into the starting rotation. And they also have a, new guys in the bullpen, James Russell, and the closer, David Hernandez. Right. And I think they're going to be improved from last year. I don't see like a huge jump. I don't see them contending for a playoff spot or anything like that. But I see them making a jump and continuing to build in the right direction. And like I said, I think the key to this year is they're going to need to be able to figure out what are some of these guys like. Is Cesar Hernandez, is he, you know, is he a middle infielder that can be on this team as we continue to build? Because if you look at it, that that core is kind of what that team kind of revolved around back a decade ago when they started trending in the right direction. They got their catcher in place. They got some young pitchers. They had a second baseman and a shortstop that were there. And then, you know, they kind of added in the pieces in center field. They started with, like, Kenny Lofton and some of those oh, guys. Yeah. But, like, you know, they had some of those guys – filling in in center field, and then they were able to build in uh, Shane Victorino out there. Yep. So they built up the middle. You know, Now they had Ryan Howard. That that helped at his best but year, a couple th- of years, and they whole, had Pat Burl that add was in. That was all homegrown but, talent. Right, exactly. And they, they were able to bring those guys up after building that core up the middle of the field, and that's that's what they need here. Is Cameron Rupp maybe a guy that we can maybe build around as as the catcher? And, you know, you're not. We don't need huge offensive numbers out of the catcher. We need somebody who can work really well with – the pitchers, and that's what he needs to learn from from uh, from Chooch is how to work so well with the pitchers because that's what Ruiz does best. When six or seven of your st- everyday starting nine are fr- that we saw it play in Reading, or, that, see that's a good thing. That's a good yeah, right? Because you're getting them cheap if you're bringing them up. Right. You have them under control for right. how many years right. at you know in context well, is a low salary. Is, is this the last year of Howard's contract? Yes, it is. So I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but wouldn't it be awesome if he could? If you could, like, he could be having a season where you could move him to an AL team, yep. like, come, you know, June or July. That would be great. And it will be good for him, too. Like, you know, right. he, he's not going to be around through through the rebuild. So why not get him somewhere where he can maybe contribute more meaningful, uh, you know, down the stretch as a DH somewhere? We'll be talking about Phillies a lot more um, in the coming weeks. So definitely tune in um, every week and listen to what we have to say about the Phillies as they uh, – Try to rebound after a couple of disappointing years. You know, the last good season was what twenty eleven. Yeah. Uh, they've fallen off. Um, so we've struggled through uh, four in a row now. Bad. It's crazy to think that now we're we're this year. Should they not make the playoffs, which probably isn't in the cards, we, right. it's been as long as they were really good. Yeah, five years, oh yeah. seven through eleven, making the playoffs, winning the divisions, and twenty twelve through twenty sixteen out. 
Um, crazy to think about, but they are building in the right direction. They remind me of, of the Astros to who are doing it for a few years. Now the Phillies may need number one picks like the Astros seem to keep getting or the Pirates in the years when they yeah. built up a young team. Uh, the Phillies are working. But to be There's fair, still pieces they to be fair, need. The Phillies were able, last time the Phillies built up a number, a bunch of number one picks, they were able to convert on that. Whereas the Astros kind of were and, um, you know, some of, some of the other teams haven't been able to. Right. So you need to hit with those guys. You need to be able to get those guys and work them through the system, get them to the major leagues, and have them contribute. All right. We're going to close out with our World Series prediction. Like I said, when I covered, when we covered the NL West, it's an even-numbered year, so that means it's a year for the Giants. And that's who I have winning the World Series. I have Giants over Astros. I just think when it comes down to it, when you're playing late in October, it's all about pitching. And I'm not sure there's a team in Major League Baseball that has a better – starting rotation than the Giants. And when you get into um, not needing all five guys and you can use some of those out of the bullpen or in spots, spot star, spot appearance here and there, I just, to me, and like you said, the, the ballpark that they play in, if you, if the NL would win the, uh, the all-star game and get home field, that plays in the Giants' favor. I, I go Giants, and I have them beating the Astros, who I think will be a young upstart team. I think they'll continue um, – to get better like they did last year. And I think they'll take down someone like the Blue Jays, Red Sox, or Royals in the ALCS. Uh, but the Giants ultimately come out on top. Yeah, and I am going with kind of a flip here. I have the Cubs making it in the National League. So while I think they're not – I don't have them winning the division, but I have them making the playoffs as a wild card. Um, and I have them being the Rangers, who I don't have winning the division, but making the playoffs. I think some of those teams can – I think both of those teams are poised to have the talent, and if they can stay healthy and get hot, at the late late part of the season, some of those teams um, with the pieces they have could be kind of uh, you know a train that that's hard to to stop when as they hit the playoffs. And I just like the way the Cubs are built for the playoffs. And I think Joe Madden, I think he's a great manager. He's a little different, which is part of what makes him a great manager. I just think he's he's poised to take the Cubs to the next level. And I think it's still a year early for the Cubs, but I think I think they're gonna they're gonna get there. And that's just going to help them build into next year. I know it's crazy this year starting today, but like I think they're, I think they're going to, um, like you said, a lot of people are predicting them to do really well. But I still think, in my eyes, they're going to overachieve a little bit this year. I think they're going to get it done this year. I Which think they're ready to make would that be jump. Dangerous for teams because if they they're get it done so this year, young. they're stacked for the next few right. years. And that's what t- people said about the Phillies in 07, 08. Right. A lot of the teams were in, a lot of the big players were in their late twenties, and we saw them come back the next year. And then every year, though, you could see as these guys got older right. and older and older, right. even gotta, adding some of that pitching, they couldn't offset some offensive issues right. that started to arise. You got to capitalize when you have that chance. The Cubs are even younger. That's the crazier thing. They're not all in their prime. They're working towards their prime. So if they like, can get a World Series like before these guys hit their two prime, or three of their best players are arguably two or three of their players that they have on arbitration rights to. Yeah, for like the know. next five years. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <coughs> All right, so on the next episode, show number 205, next Sunday, April 10th, uh, time to be determined and topic to be determined. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more baseball. We'll probably wrap up the Villanova-North Carolina game. We'll announce who won the bracket challenge. Uh, so definitely uh, come back and watch episode 205 next Sunday. You can also get more from us at jmnjrradio.com and jomazenjraf.com or follow all of us on Twitter at JMJR underscore radio, at Joe Mays and JRAF, at JM Flyer 1454, and 
at Mr. Underscore Raffoff. A couple of shout outs that we haven't been able to mention over the last few weeks with uh, the holiday and whatnot. Um, congratulations to my cousin Todd and his wife Kristen on the birth of their baby boy Jameson. Uh, he'd be a future Wilson football player. Also was born years. the day Villanova beat <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> You're right. He was. And also uh, belated happy birthdays to my Aunt Joyce, to Jason, and uh, to Ian Roth who just celebrated yeah, their birthday, and we, we had a good relationship with him when we worked uh, at Minithon um, last year. And has his baseball season at Eastern underway. And also to Isaac upcoming. He's yeah. got a birthday. So happy birthday to all of you that we missed or that have one upcoming this week. Anything from you? Um, congratulations to my sister and her husband. They sold their first house, but they bought and were able to move and actually get everything moved yesterday awesome. into their new house. Congratulations. All right, I think that's it. So thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 204th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Ustream or Mixler and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.